Let's go. All right. Hello, everyone. My name is Eddie, and I have a good friend of mine here, Tyler. And this is the uh, Mexican Gentile Podcast. And today we have a good topic on the um, being faithful with what God has given us. I think it's a really, really good topic. We were just talking about this last night, and uh, we were just thinking we should probably make a podcast out of this because it's a, uh, it's something that I think people, I mean, in general, us too, need, uh, and, and it's something we found that it relieved so much pressure from us, um, pressure and like comparing pressure and and trying to to over oh, constantly be on top of things constantly trying to even getting close to doing like a checkbox uh kind of thing but um yeah i hope you guys stay in and we'll do a good good podcast on this i think it'll be fun so um yeah what else do you got yeah um i think a lot of people especially during like when small group season starts up whenever uh, you're leading a small group some people are some people get like two people to join their, their small group and others get like 15 people. And we tend to compare ourselves to others. It's like, man, like, like, um, he's making a much bigger impact than I am. I only have two people. I feel like, um, I'm not, I'm not doing that great of a job, but, um, we're going to be talking about how God has entrusted certain amounts of people, certain amounts of influences in certain people's lives and certain more in other people's lives. And we don't have to compare ourselves. Um, we just have to be faithful with what he has given us. And we're going to kind of talk about why, why that is and how that, um, how that applies to our life. And I think it'll relieve a lot of pressure as well. Yeah. So the first parable uh, we actually pulled up was uh, Matthew 25, verse 14. Well, it's 14 to uh, to 29, or actually verse 14 to 30. We're just going to paraphrase this. You can on your own just go in and try to um, look it up. But but um, it's the one about the talents, right? The parable of talents? Yeah. Yeah, it looks like. So one person, um, so God gave one person five talents, and then another... Uh, two talents and another one talent. So the person with five talents, um, he basically, um, he got interest from those five talents and um, he returned to him like five more talents. And then um, the person with the two talents, he made interest and he gave back two more talents. And the person with the one talent, he just hid and he didn't make any interest out of it, and he just gave back the one one talent. And right. the master, which is represents God, um, he he comes and says, like, why why didn't you uh, invest with that with that one dollar, or with that one talent? And um, and he said that, um, I guess he was afraid, so he hid it and he didn't do anything with it. And that just relates to how God has entrusted us with many gifts and talents as well. Right. Um, that maybe if you have a, a talent in music um, and you're not using that for God's glory, you're just using it for your own selfish gain or you're just sitting on it. Or um, if God has gifted you in, um, in teaching or in shepherding people and you're not leading a small group, you're not pouring into people, you're just uh, soaking in all this information for yourself and you're not pouring out into anyone else, like you're going to be held accountable for that. That's, that's very powerful because... Um, it, it, it's like, I guess everyone said there's people in both sides, right? There's people that think that they don't have enough to give. 
right? That they're they're thinking, ah, oh, I'm not, I can't, I don't measure up to a pastor. I don't measure up to someone who who knows a lot or does a lot. And then you have the opposite. And some people that they're like, oh yeah, I mean, I have a lot to do. There's so much in my plate. I don't even know how to, how to, I guess, give, how to treat people, how to teach. I just have too much to do in my Christian walk. And so, so I think this is good because it relieves pressure on both ends. Uh, one, it encourages the one with, with few or with the think they're inadequate. It encourages those people to be more faithful with what God has given them because God has given them something, mm-hmm. whether it's time, whether it's money, whether it's knowledge, whether it's love, serving, just anything. Everyone has something that God has given them to use. And even if it seems so insignificant in this world or to the like just appearance, it actually might be very significant, right? And it really is significant in heaven. So I guess the encouragement would be for everyone to give in proportion to what they have been given. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And it also reminds me of the verse, um, Ephesians uh, 2.10, where it says, For we are God's workmanship, um, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which mm-hmm. he prepared beforehand for us to walk in. Right. So he's prepared um, a path for us to walk in. He has certain works that we have to accomplish. And many of the times we're so busy that we totally miss these, uh, these works that he had prepared, um, Mm -hmm. throughout the day. And, um, there's certain people that he wanted us to talk to, but we were so busy. We didn't even um, bother to talk to them. And, um, like we need to be, we need to ask God to open up our eyes to see these opportunities and to see ways that we can invest into the kingdom each day. Yeah. So, which kind of leads to, I mean, the other parable, right? The parable of the workers in the vineyard or the vineyard. And that's, that's in, uh, what, Matthew 20 verses one to 16. Um, do you have that one with you? Yeah. Um, looking at it right now, it looks like, uh, it's very similar to the last one. Um, but basically it's just talking about, how um, how God has given us a certain amount that we need to be faithful with. And if we are faithful with that amount, then he will entrust to us, um, uh, I guess, serving or um, yeah, ruling over a certain amount of cities. So um, um, I think we just need to, real, we need to see in this, in this parable, it's talking about how, how God is a rewarder of those who are faithful with what he has given you. So yeah. if, if you are... Um, here on earth, if you are if you are faithful with with the talents that He has given you, if you are faithful with the people that God has put in, in your life and you're pouring out into them, then you can be um, confident that that in the next life that God is going to put a certain amount of responsibility in your hand as well because you He can trust you with with what He has given you. He right. knows He can trust you with even more later on. Yeah, with I mean and. And it's something we were thinking about last night was the kind of like comparing ourselves with like, for example, Billy Grant or Ravi Zacharias, right? Or or like these, these really big figures in in the Christian faith that they saved and they spoke to thousands of people, if not millions, right? And, 
and and I guess it's so easy for I guess for me and for several of us to compare ourselves to them and say, wow, well they say they they probably spoke to thousands of people, and I've only spoken to maybe a hundred in the past year that I can spread the gospel. Like when we get to heaven. Is he going to be rewarded? Like, is Billy Grant going to be rewarded tons more than me? Because God's going to say, well, sorry, Eddie. You only saved two people because you only had 10 people to, to uh, yeah. preach to. But Billy Graham saved around 1,000, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, that's, yeah, so obviously, sorry, man. Can't get what he got. And it's like, I don't think that's, that's how it is based on these parables. It's more... We're given based on what God has given us and trusted mm -hmm. us to do. So, so when when we look at, for example, like you said, like the small groups, right? Let's just say I had a small group, you had a small group, and mine only had two people for a whole semester. Yours had ten people, right? So, so if that's the case, then if out of those two people. I minister to these like none other, right? And they grow and, and they do amazing things, right? And then you, out of those 10, none, let's just say none, you minister and it's just like uh, it's not very good or solid. When we get to heaven, I believe I'd be rewarded more based on those two that I minister than you with those 10. Mm. Obviously, this is just an example, but... But I think um, it it I think it relieves pressure for me and I think for you too that for example if we see a pastor doing what he's doing and I'm over here like with one person in my small group thinking man I suck because mm -hmm. my pastor's doing all this crazy stuff and I'm over here with one like what am I doing wrong like that's my first thought what am I doing wrong I should have more people mm -hmm. but I. I think that's the wrong mentality because it should be okay. That's cool. That's hit. God has given him that table, that proportion, that, that platform. God has given me this platform with this one person. I should be investing everything into that person. Mm, that's good. Yeah. I know. Like for me with uh, people serving different ways in the church, like you'll see the pastor, like, you look at him like he's the mouthpiece of the body mm. and he's impacting like thousands of people every single month. And, um, and maybe you're called to, uh, just greet people at the door. Right. And you're like, well, I'm not making that big of a difference right now. Like he's going to be rewarded so much more than I'm going to be rewarded, mm. but no, God has entrusted you to be a greeter. He has entrusted you to smile and make the people feel welcome. If, if you didn't have, if God didn't play, if, I guess if there weren't any greeters there, then the mouthpiece wouldn't even be able to impact as many right. people. So you're playing a huge part in the in the whole role. We're all part of the body and we all play different roles and we have to be faithful with what he has entrusted to us and that we will be rewarded in proportion to what he has given us. And another thing, um, I know for me, like I've been able to share the gospel with several people um in this past three years. Um and pray over many people and love on many people. And I look at some other people, I compare myself with someone else, and he has, um, I guess he hasn't even shared the gospel with many, as many people as, as me, but he's been able to lead like multiple people to Christ. And I mm -hmm. still haven't been able to lead people into a relationship yeah. with Christ. I just share the gospel 
and I haven't seen like the outcome that I was hoping to see. Mm-hmm. But um, but God has given some people a responsibility to plant seeds and others to um, actually lead them to Christ. Right. So I'm playing a huge part of the role that I'm I'm I guess I'm investing into people, and then God's put other people into their path to finish the work. And I'm going to be rewarded just as much as they are. Because if I didn't do what I did, I didn't plant the they, seed, they, they would have never come to Christ yeah. through the next person. So we need to relieve that pressure off of ourselves and mm-hmm. just just be faithful with what he hasn't given us. And um, and just trust that that we are that our rewards will um, we will be rewarded for what we are doing, no matter how insignificant it seems. Mm. That's good. That's good. I like that. Um, I mean, well, and then Luke 19 Luke 19 talks about just that, like Luke 19 uh, verses 12 to 27. Um, And this is the parable of of the money usage where where, uh, the king gave a certain amount of money to several people. And and when they invested it, they they got the amount of cities back with correlating to the money they got back, Uh, which which I think is a very good um, analogy or a very good parable that that he uses to describe um again in proportion to what we get we should be giving right because in this parable there's one person who does nothing with the money he's lazy about it and so he gets nothing he doesn't he 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 doesn't get city or anything um and so it's kind of like like if you're if your whole christian life right if your whole christian life you go on and you never, you're just complacent. Like you're barely making it. You're just, you barely just say, you know what? I'm, I'm safe. I'm good. And you go on your whole life without using your gifts, your talents. And you live almost just minimum close to like the world lives. Very different. Like it's, you're in that fine line. You're saved, but you're not really living apart from the world. Needless to say, you you get to heaven, yeah, sure, but the rewards will be different. And again, the reward part is is something that I guess many scholars debate onto what the rewards are. I don't think anyone really can bank on it a hundred percent. Nonetheless, the scriptures do talk about rewards more and more and more, um, and and it's and it's kind of interesting because. Not only are you making it by in this life, in this Christian life, right? But the the important thing here is if you actually invest, like, like for example, you're doing the 10 cities. I think it's more than just the rewards that you're looking for. I think it's more of you're doing it because you're walking closer with Christ, right? And the closer you walk with Christ, the more you're going to want to invest in what he has given you. Right. And and it becomes more of the motive than just the rewards at that point. The rewards at that point is just an outcome of your actual motive. Um, so so it's important to to think that whenever any one of us is um, whenever any one of us is, is constantly either feeling pressured or not feeling pressured or or feeling like we're very we're insignificant or that we don't have what it takes. We're not smart enough. We're not talented enough we're too embarrassed we're too shy i can't go out to like be a street preacher right you're thinking or maybe i don't i don't have what it takes to lead someone to christ like that's 
that's too much. Like, I'm not adding, I, you know how bad I am? I'm a sinner. And this is like, look, man, that has all been taken care of. God has given you something. And I think everyone's job, one job, is to figure out what that is. Mm, that's really good. Yeah. It also reminded me of another passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, um, verse uh, starting in verse 6. And it said, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the mm. growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. He who plants and he who waters are one, and each will receive his wages according to his own labor. Mm. For we are the for we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. Um, and then it goes to say, according to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master, the builder, I laid a foundation, and someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care how he builds upon it. For no one can lay a foundation, neither than that on which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds a foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become manifest, for the day will disclose it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test what sort of work each has done. Mm. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation foundation survives, he will receive a reward. Uh, if anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only through the fire. So um, I think that just ties it up perfectly. Like um, if we're building with, with hay, straw, um, and which is basically we're investing into things that's not going to last for eternity. Um, we, need to, we need to invest into things like gold and silver, right. meaning like, like people are going to last for eternity. So when we're investing our time and our resources mm. into people, um, when we're pouring out into people, um, their souls are going to live for eternity and we're going to reap those rewards for eternity. And um, it also talked about how God gives in proportion to, um, to what he has entrusted to you. Well, and then Matthew 6 talks on that too, where he says like, don't store treasure treasures here in this world where moths eat and destroy it, mm-hmm. right? But storm and treasure in heaven where where you'll have it for eternity. Hmm. And even what Second Corinthians 5, 10 says, we must all stand before Christ to be judged. We will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. Um, and this is beyond salvation. Right? Mm-hmm. This, is, this has nothing to do with salvation. This is more of what um, we have done on top of being saved, mm. after we're saved. So... It's it's more of like a huge accountability as well mm-hmm. for everyone, like a huge gut punch of what have I been doing with my time here? Mm-hmm. Am I investing just on me or am I investing on people? Mm-hmm. And and I guess we brought it up yesterday um, about like, for example, investing money, right? And that's a big one because I know several people that are investing money, money, money. And my opinion is, I think it's good to invest. However, what's the motive behind this? You know, what's the what's the uh, the motive behind this investment? Is it just for for us to essentially retire and, and enjoy life and maybe donate money to those who need it? But like what I told, what I said was like, yeah, you wait like forty, let's say forty years of investing, and then you say you take it out and you say, well. All right, now I can give. But man, what if 
people needed that money within those 40 years. What if like you, but you said, you know, I can't, I would give it to you, but I can because I'm investing. I'll give it to you after I take it out. It's like, mm. dude, like we, we smart about your money, but also I think it's so important to understand why we're saving if we're saving to invest, but we should invest in people. Like you said, that's, I think the by, by far the most important thing. Yeah. And um, I know we were talking about yesterday about the book of Ecclesiastes, how basically um, so, uh, King Solomon wrote this book and he accomplished everything that we would ever want to accomplish here on earth. And he says at the end that it was all meaningless. It meant right. nothing. But God has given us um, such a great purpose here on earth to where it, it isn't meaningless. Like, yes, if we invest into this life, that's all going to go to waste and right. that will be meaningless. But he has given us so many opportunities to, to actually restore, I guess, um, store up rewards in heaven, depending on what we do here on earth. So it's given us such a great purpose and such a great mission. We should wake up every day excited to see what we can do for the kingdom. Right. Because like we're going to experience these rewards for eternity. And we need to have that heavenly mindset. We need to focus on things in heaven, not on things on earth that are temporary and that they're just fading away. Right. And and like I said earlier, like it's doing this gives you kind of motivation, but like it gives you a peace that that no other will give you. So even Solomon, for example, he was talking about how he he went from wanting knowledge and wisdom. That didn't work. So he went to wanting uh, possessions, materials, right, uh, relationships, and everything, and that didn't work. And so he pretty much concluded that that having joy, having wisdom, having knowledge, all that comes from Christ alone and him alone, and that's it. So whenever we work for him— we will receive it in this earth. We will receive peace. We will receive joy internally, right? That nothing else in this world can give just for this world. Once we get to heaven, not only will we have the peace, the joy, all this as well, we will also have the rewards. So it's like you win either way, right? And so, cause I, I don't know if many people think this, but I know it comes to my mind, right? Thinking, Oh, well, why do I have to work? I don't want to. I don't care about the rewards. You know, like I'm complacent with just getting to heaven. I'm okay with just, I'm saved. I'm, I, don't, I don't have to go. I don't want to go work for it and do all the stuff Christians do, go preach. I just want to get to heaven and, and I'm okay with that, right? At least that's how initially I first thought, right? When I was saved, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay with this. But I noticed that I was not at peace. I was not as joyous as I should have been, right? I was still struggling. I was like walking that fine line. And so I realized that when I actually worked for Christ, when I actually served others, when I actually embraced my gifts, I felt so much more at peace and in joy and fulfillment in this life. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. Not only am I reaping benefits in heaven, but I'm actually enjoying them here now as well. It's so cool. So either way, I think everyone should have this motivation behind them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know for you, um, like you're talking about how you're looking at like Ravi Zacharias and John Piper and um, Billy Graham and all these famous preachers impacting thousands of people's lives. And here you have your wife and your um, your child 
and you're like, well, I just have two people and um, I feel like I'm not making that big of a difference. Mm, yeah. But um, if you're faithful with those two people, if you're that, that is your ministry that God has entrusted to you right now. So if you are faithful with them, um, you're going to be rewarded just as much, I believe, as Rabbi Zacharias, who God has entrusted many thousands of people mm. um, because um, God has given him a certain gift and he is using this. God has put you in the season of life that he wants you to focus on right now. So that just relieves so much pressure. We don't have to worry about how big of an impact we're making and and multitudes of people, but just, um, we can be, just be thankful. Like, okay, he's entrusted me with two people. This is going to be easy. I can just invest in these two people. I don't have to worry about thousands of people. And I know that I'm going to receive reward for the faithfulness with just those two people. Well, yeah. And, and I think as you start, being faithful with what little he keeps giving you, whatever that minimal amount is, he will provide more and more. Mm-hmm. Like not only provide for you to enjoy maybe, but also for you to be able to invest into more people. So you start with two people. Mm-hmm. You did your best. And now he'll give you 10 people mm-hmm. and then 20 people. But you're going to be so in tune that it's not going to seem like a burden. Mm. It's going to be more of, yeah, this is good. Okay, now I get 20. Oh, this is really good. Before, you would have looked back and, I, I don't want 20. That's a lot of people. I don't think I could do that. But as you keep growing, he keeps growing you like Moses. You know, Moses was, he did not want to speak. And then God just said, hey, you can go up there, you can speak to all of Israel. And you're like, what? Mm. But like, I guess you just grow and mature through it because of his strength. Um, you can endure all things, right? Mm. What is it? Philippians 4, 13 mm-hmm. with Christ, I can do all things. And so I think it's, it, this, I don't think there's a debate for this. I think this is like, we should be doing this. Yeah. Right. I know the, the verse also like Philippians or not Philippians, uh, Ephesians three twenty says now to him who is able to do it, um, immeasurably more than we can ever ask or, or imagine. And, um, just, just think about like, the person that led Billy Graham to Christ, mm. like he he impacted this one man's life, and then Billy Graham ended up impacting thousands or millions of people in his lifetime. So just like think if this one guy didn't even if he wasn't faithful to what God has called him to do with with mm. ministering to Billy Graham, like just like he invested into one person, and he with his obedience he impacted millions of people because of that. Mm. so like he like god is working behind the scenes like we may just only be investing into one person but there's a butterfly effect to that that person's going to be investing into many other people and so on so like when you're investing into your kid as she grows up and um like you can pray that god will use her in many ways to invest into more people and then those people invest into more people and like you're gonna see thousands of people probably when you're in heaven you're like oh i'm here because of you and it's like what i've never even met you before yeah but you invested into your into your daughter and your daughter invested into me so i think we're going to see many people in heaven one day that we've never met before and we're going to get to experience these rewards Mm -hmm. they're here because of you and it's all about being faithful Mm -hmm. it's all about being obedient and not being like overly reactive in like thinking um well, that's not fair. Or, well, I want that. Like, like, like the servants, right? Where, where they each got a talent, right? And at the end, they all got the same uh, reward according to what they've done. And it was no, it seemed like it was like 
unfairness like oh like the the hourly wage one right mm-hmm. where they all came yeah, in the vineyard, hours, the, the yeah. and and they all got it according no matter if the, the last one they came in worked an hour the other guys worked like 10 hours yeah they got the same amount mm-hmm. and to them it would be like well that's unfair mm-hmm. but not necessarily right because they all accepted that and the fact is um when we uh when we accept Christ and we find this gift and we understand this, with the deeper you understand it, the less unfair you see, the more fairness you see, and the more you want this. But my point was that, um, for example, when we, uh, for example, when we have a family, right, and we're given a family and we invest everything into that family, we, um, God will obviously can provide more and more and more, but also there's no envy. Right, like you might have tons of more ministry, but I should not be envying you either. I should not be jealous. Like, that's not fair. I want what he's doing, and I think there's a good sense of motivation that can come from that. But also, again, it's all about being obedient mm. and faithful to him giving you, let's say, your ministries, your family. You be obedient to that, and don't worry about what Tyler's doing. Don't worry about how many people he's trying to impact. You worry about what God has given you to do. And if you're faithful with that, maybe who knows what he'll do. He'll provide some awesome stuff. Yeah, that also reminds me of um, how a lot of people are struggling with their season of singleness right now. But this is the season God has placed in their life. And we have to be faithful with with that as well. Um, God wants you to pursue Him with all your heart, not having any any distractions. And also, He wants you to pour out into other people during this time. Because once you get married, you won't be able to spend as much time with your friends to pour out into them. Because you're going to have a new ministry. You're going to have your wife and your child. So, um, like you have to be faithful with the season that you're in. And then God is preparing you for the next season. And then you're going to be faithful in that season. And um, I think that just uh, helps with the whole comparison thing as well. Yeah. Yes, it's good. Um, Yeah, I mean, and the last thing I guess we wanted to talk about was the rewards, right? Mm -hmm. Like um, the actual rewards in heaven, which I touched on it earlier, but I don't think scholars have a good understanding of what these rewards are to an extent. There's not 100% assurance that, this is going to be a reward, right? It's more of there is rewards for what they are, essentially. It's up for debate, mm. right? And I think it's – do you got anything on that? Yeah. I mean, like we, we talked about earlier, like we're eventually going to stand at the judgment seat of Christ. We're not going to be judged on um, whether we're going to make it to heaven or not, but we're going to be judged on what we did with our time here on earth, mm. whether good or evil. Um, mm-hmm. And – uh, yes, there are, there are going to be rewards in heaven based on what we do here on earth. Um, right. I mean, everyone's going to, I mean, they're going to, like it said, they're going to make it through, but barely like escaping the flames. Right. So we're going to make it to heaven. But some people, I mean, their whole life was wasted because they didn't do anything with it. Yeah. So you could have enjoyed so many more rewards if you would have truly invested in that amount of time that God gave you here on this earth. Right. Not, not to include, you could have. Uh, saved a lot of heartache. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, just saved you. Look, we would look back and be like, man, I should have done that because that would have been a lot more peaceful. In mm. life. Uh, so it starts now, right? So if you're listening to this now, this should kind of like 
give you a gut punch or a, a knock to your heart of saying, hey, you should, if you truly want to live more peaceful in your heart, right? Um, and have more joy and have more rewards in heaven and, and just live your Christian life like how God wants you to live it, then start investing in people. Start investing in Christ. Start using what he has given you. And I think a big one is to pray on what your gift is mm -hmm. and ask him to, I guess, target what your ministry is here on earth and who your ministry is, right? Um, and so that's, again, that's something you'd have to discover with, with God himself and you'd have to walk with him and ask. But, um, yeah, we're coming in to the end of our, our podcast here. But, uh, yeah, I think this was good. Yeah, I think like you nailed it at the end. We need, to, we need to pray and ask God, all right, what have you gifted me in? Because you've given every believer um a gift mm -hmm. and um and we're all we all have different talents as well um you may say i don't have, i'm not talented in anything but there is something that that god has given you and um, right. you need to pray and ask god about that um you don't want to just sit like if you're good at painting how can you use that for god's glory if you're good at um um, it's like, I guess, planning events and stuff like that. Like, how can you use that for God's glory? If you're good at guitar or piano, how can you use that for his glory? You can't sit on it because, mm -hmm. um, man, you're going to get to experience this reward for eternity. So why would you want to waste it? Right. Yeah, it's true. So I think that'll just relieve a lot of pressure from you guys, um, especially with small group season starting up. And yeah. once we get back to church and everyone's serving in, their, in different, right, right. different areas, um, you don't have to worry about comparing yourself to other people because um, God has placed a certain amount in your path. And um, when you're faithful with that, you're going to receive reward. Your word isn't going to be, um, I guess what you're doing, it isn't unnoticed. God sees everything mm. and he's going to, he's not going to, um, you're not going to lose that reward for being a great greeter, for being a great coffee maker or uh, a janitor. <laughs> um, like all of that is super important. And right. It may not be important in the world's eyes, but God it's going to be, he's going to reward you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Being faithful pays a lot. Um, so yeah, that was it for today. Uh, I appreciate everyone listening and, um, yeah, go, go serve your King. <laughs>